This week on Dice So Boys. here's my collection. It's really rad. <laughs> Are you ready to see the best toe rings you gonna don't ever seen? I, I love it. Let's go south. Sapphire. That guy lives in Arizona. That's how he talks. Also really into lizards. Right. Hey everyone, Dungeon Master Blake here, and thanks again for tuning in to Dice Boys this week. We, uh, we really appreciate having you here with us. This here is episode 5 of The Forgotten Bard. Last time, our heroes finally made it to the Kahava Estate, which was, uh, it, was in a, it was in a losing battle with uh, the decaying forces of time, and uh, its, its once magnificent decadence was pr- pretty much receding into history, and it was here that they met uh, Kos Kahava's father, Cryolus Kahava, and while Cryolus was amiable at first, the... <laughs> The veneer quickly faded as his apparent dementia began to reveal itself. Also at the estate was a grumbly old gnome named Nickel Bakken. Yeah, you're welcome for that. And a hospitable, lovely, powerful, yet uh, seemingly world-weary elf named Indrika, who with her magical sword and her pet fey blink dogs seemed always at the ready. So we left off with Yon-Yon, Biggle, Alok, and Judas in the sitting room with Cryolus and Andrika, pretty much creating the quintessential tableau of a tense social moment approaching its breaking point. And meanwhile, Dodge and Matthias are out in the woods, engaged in some subterfuge that seems to have backfired as wolves are beginning to surround them. How's this all going to shake out? Let's head down to the basement, sit at the table, and roll some dice. So, Biggle, Yon Yon, and Alok, the three of you are sitting awkwardly in this parlor. On the couch is Cryolus sitting underneath this large oil painting of this storm-tossed schooner. He's got his tea and saucer in his old elven hands, and sitting right next to him on the couch is Judas. He is regaling Judas nonstop with these tales of apparently their adventures together on the high seas and he keeps calling judas rufus <laughs> and, he, and he says <laughs> and you remember guy, man he just, no one ever calls him by his real name <laughs> and you remember so rufus yeah you remember rufus when we when we were, sailed into the broken lands and and, and, and and the kraken emerged and we you know and he just keeps going off judas looks just completely fear-stricken I give him a thumbs up, like, you're doing a great job. This is kind of coattailing off of uh, a little interaction that you had, Yon-Yon, with uh, Indrika. When she realized that you all are realizing that Cryolus isn't quite all there. Right, we're privy to the And instead of taking advantage of that, you have decided to kind of be tender-footed, walking around what are some potentially 
emotional landmines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Navigation and, is key in these situations. Yeah, and so uh, she had said as much to you that she is at this point keen to help you. So in the midst of Cryolus's kind of tirade to Judas, she chimes in and she says, "My lord, I, I'd like to show our guests the garden." Um, before before all the other guests arrive, um, before before the evening gets going too far, I'd like to give them a tour. I, I thought maybe I could show them the garden. Oh yes, I would love to see the garden. I just it sounds wonderful. Yeah, yes, I and, love flowers. Rufus, he'll stay and uh, and keep you company. Rufus, <laughs> regale him of the story of the Kraken once more. Um, and Judas just looks at you wide eyed. Perhaps you could uncover some truth of the woe stone clan while you're here wink (laughs) rufus he looks at you mouth agape and just his jaws just kind of shaking like andrika nods at the rest of you and you all stand up to uh follow her and she takes you back into the entryway through the entry foyer and steps into this dining room that's directly across from uh, the sitting parlor it makes a hard right down this hallway. Biggle, you've seen this. This is where um, Nickel came out of. And you walk down this hallway toward a door at the end of the hallway, which you can see the afternoon sun coming through this windowed door at the back of the hallway. In the hallway to the right is another doorway that leads into the, what looks like a kitchen. To the left is a closed door. And uh, why don't you all give me a perception check? That's a nat 20. Uh, right there, dude. <laughs> that's going to be a 15. Four. <laughs> uh, Alok, you're too distracted by the potential for flowers uh, out the back. Biggle, you notice what looks like some remnants uh, of vegetables on a giant butcher's block in the center of this kitchen as you walk by. But Yon Yon, you smell coming out of the other door, the closed door. You smell pipe tobacco. Hence, there's someone in there. Right. And you think it's probably Nickel, this other old, grumbly gnome. Andrika is walking with purpose out the back door, and she walks out into the garden. The three of you follow her, and you see this garden with these overgrown gravel pathways that kind of snake their way around this whole giant backyard. And in the center of this backyard is this rundown gazebo it's raised up off the ground and the latticework around the bottom has broken slats all over it and there's pine needles and branches on the sodden roof of this gazebo off to your right there are some garden beds raised garden beds with a a vast array of plants growing in them past the gazebo there is a a back gate in this fenced-in garden there's also a giant, what looks like maybe a, a tool shed. There's an outhouse, a privy, and there's a, a sun-bleached deer skull hanging on this outhouse, on the, on the door of it. And she brings you up toward the gazebo, her feet crunching on this gravel in silence. She stops at the gazebo and turns around and says, All right, I, I, I have to say thank you very much. Um, it looks as though you did pick up on the fact that <laughs> things aren't going as well with Cryolus as I'd hoped. Um, I, I, I just feel, I feel a little flabbergasted, to, to be honest. Um, 
just a little overwhelmed. We don't have visitors, and the fact that you all are here on behalf of Cryolus' son, Koss. How's he doing, by the way? Before I answer this question, can I ask you what is your relation to the Kahava family? Certainly. And she looks at you, and she's, she's a very stunningly beautiful elf. Mm-hmm. But when she looks at you, you can see that she's just got these deep inset kind of crow's feet that are developing in the corner of her eyes. Almost like bags under her eyes, too. She looks very tired, especially for an elf. And she says, I am the guardian for this family. This is a long-standing arrangement. I was raised due to my certain proclivities for martial capabilities. And I was raised in an enclave that assigns people such as myself to noble families to protect them. You wouldn't happen to be a fae, would you? Well, she's an elf. Right. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Uh, I, I'm clearly elvish, and I understand and can speak some fae. I don't like to judge all books by covers, so... I can, I can appreciate that, and I can understand why you, would, why you would feel that way. So I have a lifelong commitment to this family. And I was the guardian of Linway, Cryolus's deceased wife and Koss's deceased mother. And although she has passed, and her spirit has returned to Lady Orm, I am fulfilling my duty by making sure that Cryolus can live out his life. That is my sacred duty, and I take it very seriously. Now, now having said that, I, it's clear to me that y'all are here with a purpose. Um, you've demonstrated that you're not going to be instigators of any kind. While we're on that subject, I, we actually do have two friends that are, um, you know, hanging out in... In the, in the, with the wild out there. Excuse me? Well, I, I, I know, I just... I'm had, sorry, I, I had explicitly asked you. Yeah, but it, it, I'm just trying to be honest here. <laughs> He's a bit of a liar a lot of the time. Um, it's hard for us to navigate these situations with Yan Yan because he often speaks for the party before consulting uh, <laughs> to determine the best course of action. So sometimes we tend to just... Uh, how do you say, roll with the punches? What he said. And it was it was kind of also for our own protection, you know? We didn't really know what we were walking into. We just... I mean, we saw the sign out what? front. The... And we're obviously not <laughs> here, too. <laughs> the sign. I, didn't, I didn't see a sign. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you, you... And she looks at you, Alok says, you told me you had not seen a sign. I was looking in a different place when... Okay. It's neither here nor there. We've made acquaintances at this point, and, you know, uh, look, we're trying to be above board with you here. Um, You know, Yan-Yan felt like it was appropriate... Except I just didn't apology. want to come. I just didn't want to have it come back and bite me in the ass. That's, just, that's it. Well, it seems kind of like that's what's happening right it's now. It's better to jump on the grenades and you find out about it later. We just want to <laughs> just we just want to be clear with you now. Okay, we're obviously not here to fudge up the situation. Okay, not intentionally, at least. 
Yon Yon, why don't you give me persuasion roll? Uh, 15. So she, she again takes a deep sigh and puts her hands on her hips and looks up at the sky and then says, uh, okay, well, we can move past this. Oh, thank God. It, it is getting to a point where it's a bit overwhelming. And so the faster we can get y'all out of here, as well as your other two friends, you said? Two? Yes. Is that, and, and that's, that's the it. absolute total. Yes, that's that's, that's all of them. the truth total. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm inclined to want to help you, uh, if for no other reason than I think it's going to help me. Almost definitely. She's interrupted mid, mid-thought, mid-sentence, by the sound of a howling wolf nearby. She furrows her brow and puts her hand on the pommel of her sword, just kind of instinctively. Go ahead and give me an insight check. Or uh, actually, nature. Why don't you all give me a nature check? Would you roll, Biggle? I rolled a two. <laughs> okay. I got an 11. I right. got a nine. Which I have a plus three to. Right, so yeah. that's a hot five. Yon Yon, you're not sure, but it seems odd to you that wolves would be howling in the middle of the afternoon. And as you're, ha- as you're having this thought, you see she kind of looks toward the direction of the howl. That's probably them. <laughs> uh, uh, off over the woods. And she, in Elvish, just kind of to herself, as though she's reciting something, says, And she felt the sorrow of the stones in her heart and made the beasts of the field mad with lamentations till none knew who they were. Dodge. What I tell y'all now? You're standing there looking at these wolves who were going to come get you. But when you stood up and pulled your dagger out, they, almost like a like a chastised domesticated dog, stepped back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give me a perception check. 17. You think that there's probably at least half a dozen of these things. But there's one that is kind of the forefront. And it had its haunches raised and its head down. When you pull the dagger out, it raises its head and drops its hindquarters a little bit and starts to back up. These wolves, their gray coats kind of dissipate into the foliage and they start to run away from you. That's right. As you're standing there in your moments of confidence, you hear the howl of a wolf coming from somewhere that's not where these wolves are. Okay. Give me another perception check to see if you can figure out maybe the general area. That's a four. Yeah, it just kind of echoes and reverberates <laughs> it's off It's a popular the, number today. <laughs> it just kind of echoes and reverberates off the, the mountain Man, I landscape. Out here. It really sucks out in this country. You're not a country boy? Not this country. We're not in the same room, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this was out of character. I was like, <laughs> question about Dodge. Matthias, you are a fox. Yes. And you are you are not too far from the edge of the fence. Mere moments ago, it seems, Andrika had burst out the back gate of the fence and had locked eyes with you for a moment. Yeah. I would like you to give me a perception check. Can do. Ooh, yeah, that is a big eight. Okay. 
I don't know what a, a fox's perception four is. Times <laughs> I tried to look it up, but there's no reception down here. So Okay. I'll um, say fox is good as me. You are still kind of trying to figure out what your next move is. And in kind of coming down adrenaline-wise, fox adrenaline, mm-hmm. from yeah. having been caught to some degree by Andrika and her blink dogs, when you hear behind you, loud as an air horn in your mm-hmm. ear, the howl of a wolf. My super sensitive fox ears. Yeah. Yes. And you turn around. Fox pose. And about 20 feet behind you are three wolves. And they are set and salivating at your tasty fox haunches. Let's roll initiative. Young Nates. Mmm. That's fake one. <laughs> All right, what'd you get, Matthias? Uh, twelve. Is it so? Just you, V three wolves, right now? That's a fox. Are you gonna pull this off? Well, he can just turn into Matthias at any time, right? And then yeah. Into a tiger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> also true. Again, dude. Yeah. Tiger, tiger's fine. Druid OP, please nerve. So, you get to act first. These wolves are coming at you. I run straight to the fences. Okay. Great. And they are following you. Yeah, so I I burst around and I know where the statue was and I know that like when I saw her, she eyed that statue, so I'm going to run directly toward it and try and like jump on it if possible. Uh it's no, it's it's kind of it it's a it's a small it's not a statue it's it's small like two maybe three feet off the ground it's not big enough to really kind of support the body of a fox okay yeah so i'm going to then run run to it and kind of in a zigzaggy cartoony pattern around it always zag always zig okay um (laughs) give me an give me another perception check while you do uh that's gonna be a 20 Okay, wow. Finally. Yeah, there appears to be another group of wolves joining in with these three. What you call it, a pack? Uh, yeah. And Dodge, you see Double pack. across the creek from where you are, Fox Matias run into the clearing, and you can hear the ravaging sounds of these wolves crashing through the woods toward him. And they are closing on you, Matias. Great. The rest of you are in this backyard, and Andrika seems on high alert all of a sudden. And she goes running toward this back gate and opens the back gate. There's a trail that leads down through the woods. And she's looking around, and she yells back at you all. There's a bunch of wolves chasing a fox. I can see him. He's orange as a setting sun. Running away. Did you say a fox? That's right. Do you think it could be a Matthias? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The fox. I mean, on perimeter, he's outside. He can, he can turn into animals, you know. Could like be any him. animal? Have you not seen him? I've only seen him turn into a tiger. Well, I mean, I don't know. So, Dodge, you are across the creek, and you hear this voice echo out, yelling, There's a bunch of wolves chasing a fox. I can see him. Orange is the setting sun. And you 
turn kind of toward the voice and you can see across the creek in the shrine area the orange body of Fox Matias. Hey, over here, over here. And I'm going to start running towards him. You're going to start running toward Matias? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and roll initiative as well? Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> that might be something. That's a 19. Oh, wow. Okay. Yay. Matias, you've basically stopped in this clearing and... The three wolves that were closest to you Mm -hmm. close in on you. Okay. And there are four more that seem right behind them and three more right behind them. Uh Uh-huh. And they are running hellbent and ravenous. And the three that were right near you close in on you. And they all come slamming into you. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's HP on a fox? Uh, that's a good question. It, the answer My is guess Q. Is, is two one? to three. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. The first one rakes its claws into your fox flesh, and you take seven slashing damage. Yeah, I immediately turn back into Matthias, full form, just like, um, wow, and take the rest of it. Okay, yeah. The other two seems startled <laughs> obviously by this yeah but yeah. nevertheless undetracted from their purpose yeah. attempt to sink their teeth into you Ooh. one of them too stunned misses your leg by inches mm-hmm. but the other one you feel its wolf jaws clamp down into your calf don't like it Ooh, that's max damage, my dude. You take 10 piercing. Ooh, boy. Oh, man. Hey, homie. That's a lot. Oh, boy. That's quite a bit. Okay, yeah. Nope, that's a that's some that's some diggity damage. Dodge, you are running across the creek toward your friend. Yeah. Can I get there? Yes. I'm going to stab the shit out of one of those wolves. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out of here. I thought I told you. That's not gonna hit. All right. Uh, What did you roll? A two plus. So it's like a six. Yeah, that's not gonna hit. (laughs) Yeah, there. It's just too. It's too chaotic of a fray for you to get purchased with your dagger. Uh, I'm gonna disengage. Just like hop back a couple steps. Okay. Make a threatening whip motion. Go ahead and give me a perception check while you do that. That's a big two again. Take, take that one out. <laughs> get that out of here. <laughs> I'm throwing the trash. Let's throw it belongs. Let's get it. Let's get it out of here. Yeah, That's two cool is dice. two is not enough for you to notice anything other than Matthias being ravaged by wolves. Cool. Good times. Matthias, it's your turn. So I have three wolves on me, and there's six that are coming at me. Seven. Seven that are. It's a lot of wolves. It's ten wolves total. Yeah. That's much many wolves. Um, I am. I'm going to cast entangle on okay. the area around me. Okay. In a twenty foot square around me. All right. It's gonna get dodged too. That's fine. 
Well, to avoid dodge. I'll, 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 you know. Shift the square. Shift the square to avoid dodge. I'm setting him a tedious trap here. Um, Entangle is going to... Why you look that up? I was really hoping you were going to just kind of try to, like, coach these wolves into being your homies. Like... <laughs> Listen to me, I my friends. Listen to me, beast. <laughs> I, I, thought about it, yes. I am Wolf Lord now. It's too many beasts. <laughs> Far too many beasts. Listen um, to me, beast. yeah, oh, so that attitude, man. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting from a point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area, uh, when you cast the spell, must succeed on a strength saving th- throw or be restrained. Damn. Okay. So, yeah, you cast Entangle. And this, all these inexplicable vines and foliage yeah. just shoot from the earth yeah. dramatically. Out of the ground. Yes. Uh, and they try to wrap up the three wolves that are right around me. Okay, so do they do they have to make saving throws at the start of their turn or right away? They have to make uh, them right away. Okay. One of them, the one that tried to bite you but got kind of shocked when you turned into a half-elf, is completely enveloped in these vines, but the other two are on you and shake off the, these emerging magical vines. Yeah, and then with my bonus action, I turn into a tiger. Okay. I'm in full, like, I'm backed into a corner here. You're this... in my neighborhood now. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> more time. More of that. More, time. more of that. More time. I, d- I don't come know on, good on, tiger sound. Come on, no, kitty. Come on, on kitty. Come on, hit it. One more time. It's um, <laughs> a cat, dude. Tiger is a cat. Great. That's a cool cat, though. That's Tigers don't cool purr. Cat. They're too big. They make a. They like so, blow air out their nose. See, I feel like it's you know a, a lot about it, actually. And you're pretending like you don't, but I feel like you really know a lot. I'm going to roll for the other four that are also close. Okay. Yeah. And what's the save on that? 13. Uh, dex? Uh, strength. 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 <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them fails. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah! Booyah! And you see just like the the hackles on this tiger just go full see, up, he, and it he just knows so much. About it tigers. looks at the ones that got like stuck, and it's just like you're stuck in here with me now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Flexing yeah. On so basically, this what has happened is our prison now. As Fox, let me just recap. As Fox, you got bit by these wolves and that forced you to turn back into your Matthias form yep. and then got bit some more and in your frustration you cast this spell and then turn into a tiger and in the casting of the spell you've entangled six of the seven that are closest to you and there's still three in the distance wait wait sorry you can use that as a bonus action to turn yep wild shape is a bonus oh, action absolutely yeah. I like the predators. <laughs> That's terrible, dude. Yeah, so the three wolves that are nearest to you, one of them which has which has bit you solidly, mm-hmm. its jaws fall off of your body as you transform. But it seems to be blood hungry and oblivious to the fact that you have changed form and tries to bite you again. And does so for five damage. Cool. The other two are tangled in these vines, but they're still close enough to try to attack you. 
At this point, it's kind of like a survival situation for them. And they're just trying to fight to stay alive. So one of them misses. What's your AC as a tiger? Uh, 12. Yeah, the other one does succeed in sinking its teeth into your tiger flush. And you take eight piercing damage from that. The four that are closing in that got entangled, tell me again, like, do they ha- is it... Does it slow their speed, or...? Uh, it becomes difficult terrain. If they are entangled, they can do a strength DC save to try and break out of it, but that's their action. Okay. Uh, or they're just restrained. So if they okay. fail to save, they're restrained. They can't. Okay, so they're all... All four of those are going to try and get out of this. Untangled. And two of them do so. The other two are stuck. They're kind of yipping and napping at these vines. And the other two pull the vines away and run away from you toward the final three which are on the outskirts of your entanglement and they all kind of stand around this circling with their their shoulders raised and their heads down growling and saliva's dripping from their jowls and they're just kind of making this circle around your entanglement and they see just this dominant beast that has emerged all of you are shocked when you see the wolves just all stop all of a sudden and they turn their focus as Andrika emerges into this shrine clearing and she has this giant sword drawn. This thing comes out of its sheath and it is as though it has called the light of the stars themselves down onto its blade. And she stands there. Matthias, you see and dodge you see every single one of these wolves turns their head and sees her and it is as though they know her that's and a they, we fucked up <laughs> they shrink down and they want to get away now even the ones that are biting on you matthias biggle yon yon alok you hear her voice calling out from down this path I feel like I'm running like right behind her. Okay. Because like I had this inkling that it could have been Matthias who was being chased. Great. Yeah. So yeah, you're the first one to get there and you see her. She has this great sword out to her side with both her hands on it. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not a great sword. It's a, it's a long sword, but it is the burliest and most majestic of long swords. It's way nicer than mine. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm kind of dumbfounded watch like just like gazing upon it too she calls out something in elvish i've told you over and over this is my place you are not welcome here you see these wolves kind of shrink away and she hears you coming down the path alok and breaks out of her her fury and looks at you enough to say i'm assuming the tiger's yours yes these wolves that are closest to you matthias are going to try to get away Dodge, it's your turn. Well, all right. I guess uh, <clears throat> we're not needed here. Go ahead and stow my dagger and go introduce myself. Uh, hi there. Uh, name of Dodge. There'll be time for pleasantries as soon as these creatures are gone. All right. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> 
Uh, she doesn't Greenbow, seem she, she, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't seem to respond to that. She seems very intent on watching these, making sure these wolves leave. All right, I'm gonna get some ice water inside if that's all right. You haven't been invited inside yet. Okay, so but is it all right though? Why don't you join your friends in the garden? Oh, that works for me. Matthias, it's your turn. You're a tiger, and you have in- cast this entanglement, and there are wolves that are trying to get out of it and yeah. get away from you and get away from this scene. And so there's there's one that is entangled, and there are two that are afraid and trying to get away that are not entangled but in difficult terrain. Yeah. Two that are still entangled. Yes. And two that have attacked me. Yes. Correct. Sure. The one that is next to me and entangled, mm-hmm. um, because you kill the weak, I'm going to go just bite at its throat. Great. Yeah, get in there. Ooh, that's not good. That's I'm not glad, good I'm at all. Fa- I'm glad you failed at this. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's an eleven really? because you kill the weak. That's an eleven. Does, does an eleven kill the weak? An eleven is not enough to get purchase on. Oh its man, squirming. and it's restrained too. Oh, I'm a bad tiger. I'm you're still learning. Yeah, you're still learning. Yeah, tiger. I'm still learning it's tiger. Still learning tiger. Yeah, you're toning the tiger. You're toning the tiger. You got a frisbee and some board shorts. You're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. You haven't perfected your roar yet. Yeah. No. It's it's a it's a rough time. Yeah. You're Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It's a rough time for tiger. Keep the cat puns coming, guys. You're not even Matthew Broderick yet. No. That's a lion. That's a lion, by the way. Everyone knows the Lion King. No, that's a lion. That's a totally different big cat. I'm just saying. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Am I okay. wrong? Uh, let's not derail here too much. Uh, you're not wrong, dude. Yeah. You're just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, so basically, these wolves are going to try to get away from you. Okay. And I'll let you get an attack of opportunity on one of them. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll swing with my claws. God, fail, fail, Because that, that, makes, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and I'm... That one of the natties. I, cl- I claw punch. Natty, um, natty your claws tear or... into it. Yeah, for nine damage. Nice. Just a big old tiger paw, full claws. It runs away limping, with blood seeping from its haunches. I'm such a big time predator. <laughs> I chase it. Internal monologue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could let it live, but I could just kill it right now. So, Dodge, you've walked back up the hill. You see Alok standing there. Alok, I assume you have your weapon out, ready yeah, to help. I have my hand on my Oh, you're sword. fine, man. It's all right. Just take a chill pill. Yeah, I just... Uh, she said fox, and yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought it was Matthias, so I... Yeah, uh... Yeah, it was. The, you were right about that. I knew it, I knew it. Why don't we head back over here now? <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a garden over here. Yeah, um, uh-huh. That's well, where I'm allowed to go, I've been told, so... It's actually, it's actually, like, the grossest garden I've ever seen, but... It's all grown. <laughs> God, dude. Alok, uh, you do notice, you're seeing it for the first time, down this path past Indrika, near where Matthias as Tiger is, there is a what looks like a, a, a small shrine with actual flowers, beautiful flowers laid around this shrine. And is this the first time I've seen this? Yes. Well, is I that nasty see- garden you're talking about? No, I... I didn't see this before. Wow. And there's a creek running past it. (laughs) 
Your eyes are just the best part. And it's so sad the listener will never get to experience that. Is this your wow. eyes? Wow. <laughs> Look at this like glitter that is just so wholesome. That is just, uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to put my all into this. I know you are. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, a uh, a Dodge walks past you, and Yon Yon and Biggle, you see Dodge walk through this back gate. What's up, Dodge? Oh, hey, Biles. What's up? How Good was thing you walked around through. Through. Uh, we were going to shut the gate. Yeah, well, uh, it's getting a little weird out there, so I figured maybe come in here. That might be better. Let me tell you, it's not any less weird. Oh, all right, well. Seems to be our lot in life, I guess. Alok, you're standing in the trail. Dodge has walked past you back into the garden. Down the trail from you is Andrika standing there, um, stalwart. Of course she is. She's staring down this pack of wolves. As they dissipate into the woods, she turns her eyes on Matthias in tiger form. She says to you, Matthias... In Elvish. I imagine you're the fox from earlier. We had a moment. Tigerhead turns. Please, let's all get back in the garden. The wolves won't trouble us. And then she turns to you, Alok, and says, uh, in common, Your friend's gonna join us. Let's all head back up the path. Okay. She leads away. She turns her back to you, Matthias, and just leads, just starts walking back up the path, assuming that Alok, you, and Matthias are going to follow her. Biggle, Yon Yon, you see her come back into the back garden. Can I, can I stop her when she gets to me and ask her about the shrine? She goes to walk past you, Alok, and you want, what are you going to do? These flowers over here, they're so beautiful. Um, who takes care of these ones? She looks at you, she kind of stops in her purpose and looks down at the ground and then looks at you and says, well, thank you. I picked them myself. And then turns back toward the garden and walks with, again, with purpose back toward where Yon Yon, Biggle, and Dodge are waiting. Okay, I'll admire them for another second or two and okay. then I'll just do you want to go do you want to go down closer and look at them or do you want to just admire them from a distance yeah I do I thought how how close am I right now you're about 15 20 feet from them yeah I want to get close close as fuck okay that's right uh, all right I that's right smell, where I want to smell them yeah and that's right where Matthias is basically okay as as a tiger so you walk down toward near uh, where Matthias is standing there where I still have some captive wolves <laughs> they're um, stuck in vines. Yeah, they're 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 kind of making their way out of the vines and trying yeah. to get get away. And... Yeah, and so I will once they get you know a solid ten feet away, I unfurl, and then you see the plants, the vines just wilt to the ground into nothing. Oh, Elok, it is so good to see you. What what uh, what have you been up to? Um. Well, I met Andrinka and Drinka. Andrinka, and then <laughs> I, it does not matter. I do not know her name yet, so whatever you said is is what I'll assume. Yeah, um, I think I got it on that last one. Um, yeah, Andrinka. Yes, no, I will refer to her as that. Yes, Andrinka. Oh, nailed it. Okay, um, her. I met her, and I met Cryolis, who is the Confessor's father. And just be aware, if you meet him, he's not all there. So, so the musician, we, we met his father, and he's uh, a little bit uh, 
loose in the brain? A little bit. He's, he's there. So, I think he's there sometimes. Messy brain. No, I get it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're good. But um, we're all headed back up to the garden, but I just came down to, to check out these flowers. She said there was a garden out there, and it's just... It's nothing compared to these flowers. Yeah, so you see, Alok, a, a well-carved twisting of wood um, that's carved to look like vines spiraling up about two or three feet, and they're holding a wooden bowl. There is a shimmering bit of water in this wooden bowl. And this whole thing is uh, surrounded by flowers. And as you look closer, there's something inscribed in the bowl in Elvish. Okay, I commit it to memory. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't speak Elvish, so it means nothing exactly. to you. Yeah. Um, so you commit nothing to memory. You remember there's some like stuff scribbled on a bowl. What if my character has a photographic memory? That would be amazing, and you don't. So it'd <laughs> <laughs> be really helpful in didn't this take, situation. Didn't take that feat. You are you are memory standing feet. next to your half elf friend. Hey Matthias. Um what does that say right there? Um that inscription. I look at it. And you can see very clearly and serenely through this little bit of water that has been pooled up in this bowl. It says Here lie the remains of Linway Kahava. Mother Orem, may her soul and yours be one, like the waters of the earth and sky. It says that you should uh, not touch this. I would advise that you go back into the house. I wouldn't dare touch this. No, it's, it's too beautiful. And yeah, as you two stand there, you can hear the sounds of the wolves running off, fading into the forest, and this trickling, murmuring creek that you stand next to is the only thing that you hear. The rest of you have joined with Andrika as she comes back in. I tell you, the wolves are getting more and more bold, and it is like Mother Orm predicted, I suppose. But uh, anyway, um, I was very rude to you, sir. I do apologize. Oh, that's quite all right. My name is Andrika. Your name is? That's the name of Dodge. Dodge. And your friends have told me that you were here with them as well as the tiger. Yeah, of course they did. Why, why wouldn't they? Given the way that my day has gone, I am inclined to help you and get you all out of here as fast as I can. So why don't you lightning quick, like, explain to me what it is exactly you're after, and let's get you gone. Let's get you on the road. So she says that, and at that moment... As Alok, you and Matthias are coming up the trail, join you. you hear a crash from inside the house, like a dish being slammed against a wall. And just the voice of Cryolus reverberating from inside. As clear as the summer day, you hear him yell with a confidence that he has hitherto not demonstrated. I have no son! Fuck, dude. If Rufus fucked this up for us, <laughs> I swear to God.
Yeah, yeah, I think we all saw that coming. Uh, hey everyone, Blake here. Just uh, jumping in real quick to remind you that uh, if you haven't reached out to us online yet, you should do so. Um, we're on social media, all social media platforms, but probably Instagram is the best place to get in touch with us. And you can find us at Dice Boys Podcast, and that's boys with a Z. We also are on Facebook and Twitter and have our own website, which is DiceBoys.com. And again, I mentioned this last episode, but uh, just reminding you, the reason I, the reason I bring it up is because we, uh, we're going to have some relevant art, um, some maps and some kind of uh, setting design. Uh, the stuff that I hand the players that uh, we're going to post up online, and it's not essential for you to understand the story, but uh, it'll certainly be, it'll certainly heighten your experience to kind of kind of peek into the uh, into the process and give you make you feel like you're sitting at the table with us more, which we would love. So yeah, reach out to us online. And uh, I mean, we do some great collaborations with some artists too. We've, it's something we've wanted to do since we started the podcast. And boy, there's just some phenomenal character concept art. So if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, checked it out yet, you should, should get online and do so. Um, lastly, before we get back to the table, we're also still looking for more voicemails for season two. So if you have a great story, uh, something funny, something frustrating that happened in one of your games and you, uh, you haven't had a platform to share it, take our platform. That's what this is here for. Uh, you can just give us a call and leave a, leave a voicemail and we'll feature you at the end of an episode. And the number to do so is 503-765-5807. And you just give us a call and tell a little story and our podcast becomes your podcast. All right, that's it. Uh, let's see... Let's see how the characters are going to deal with this uh, this eruption at the Cahaba Estate. Let's head back to the basement, sit at the table, and roll some more dice. So you are all in the back garden with Andrika when you hear these screams and this yelling and crashing of sounds coming from inside. Andrika looks at you, Yon Yon, and says, Oh no. It seems our friend has set off the situation. Almost on cue, Judas comes running out the back door. I I I don't know. I he's he he's He's getting he's getting weird. I I I just I didn't feel safe in there anymore. I uh, I can't I can't be in there. I I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I said. I I we were having he That's was enough, telling... Jupis. <laughs> Andrika, how do you usually deal with these situations? I have I have to go in there and I have to wait it out and um I got to try and calm down. <sighs> uh is there anything we can do to help you? The best thing you can do right now I'm so sorry. Um, I need to ask you to leave. I know you have a purpose. And I want to help, but you just can't be here right now. This is, and yeah, there's just sounds of crashing coming from inside. And she's like slowly walking away from you toward these back well, stairs. Why don't you let me talk to him? That is absolutely out of the question. I wish you all the best of luck, but I, I, I do need to ask you to leave. And I don't want to ask again. And she looks at you, Dodge. Where'd you say you were from again? She sighs deeply as she's standing on the back steps right by this back door. 
I'm from the Hanging Valley, as I imagine you are too. This is what a hospitality looks like in the Hanging Valley. She glares at you and then disappears into the house. You're all standing there in the garden with Judas. Look, I, 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 I Judas, I, why don't you go check that statue out or something? No, I, I, I I'm telling you, I, I. I don't know what it was. I we were having a really pleasant conversation. He kept calling me Rufus, which I thought was just you know, I just thought it was another nickname. I I I just I, I told him you know I, I people really get this. my name wrong all the time. Yeah, it, 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 it's it, not a big deal. Yeah, I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> exactly, I didn't think it was a big deal, and I was we were having a pleasant conversation, and I I, I told him I, I really liked his house, and then I I I was when did it turn when I when I said that I was. When I told I, I told I told him that me and I his I told him that he should be proud of his son. His son's really, really amazing, and that's when he stood up and threw his tea. Um, uh, he he stood up and threw he threw his tea against the wall and started tearing at the cushions and tipping furniture. It was it, I was I was really scared, and you guys hear the kunk of the back door nonchalantly walking out the back door is this old gnome. He's got his hat on and he's got a pipe in one hand. And he just kind of stands there, looks at you all, looks at you, Biggle, nods, and then he lights up this pipe. Kind of looks up at the sky as the sun is dipping down further toward the horizon illuminating the tops of the trees and he takes a big drag of this tobacco pipe i walk over to him Mm -hmm. um hello nickel was it Mm -hmm. yes um maybe you know my friend biggle biggle what's up Mm -hmm. this happen often No, but can I? I'm sorry. Can I get a? Can I take a drag of that? He exhales, takes a big pull, and just hands it to you. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't even look at you. I take a big puff, yeah, off of this pipe, and it's very sweet, delicious tobacco. Where do you get something so nice like this? Yeah, I mean, this is this is beautiful. I've I've never had anything quite like it before. And you said you it was kava leaf was the the last part. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Anyway, uh, how how long do these uh, outbursts last? He looks up at the sky and... Yeah, sorry, we didn't really mean to cause any trouble. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know uh, of this tankard. that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think we could have it? Give me a persuasion roll. 
That's a 16. You you hear his teeth clicking on his pipe. Yeah. <laughs> literally my character bursts out laughing like it literally falls to the ground that's awesome uh, I mean you probably don't care but we're not gonna bring it back um, yeah and he, he kind of takes one more drag and lifts his foot up and knocks the tobacco out of the pipe up against his foot and then lets out the drag that he just let out and hands you the pipe biggle and and says all right he opens the door and you just hear the sounds of crashing and yelling from inside and you hear just amidst the yelling you hear words like illegitimate treachery overall just garbage hatred death curse He's just yelling up a storm and there's crashing and even the house itself seems to shake as he's like tipping over furniture. And you remember, Matthias, and I don't I don't know that all of you noticed this. I, I, I don't recall, but Koss looked like an elf. But Matthias, I think you were the only one that picked up on the fact that he's actually not an elf. He's a half elf yeah. like you. But the elven part of or him... Or like three, possibly three-quarter elves. Yeah, the elven like, part of him is just so potent yeah. that it, it, was, it was hard for the rest of you to realize that he's, he's not actually a full elf. So I think, Matthias, as you're hearing this tide raid come from outside, you're starting to put the pieces together that perhaps Koss is not actually Cryolus' son. And I'll let you deal with that as you want, as you guys watch Bakken disappear into this house of chaos, this house of torment. Watch Bakken? Uh, yeah. Nickel, uh, Nickel Bakken? Mr. Right. Bakken. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woo! Got him! Yeah. And you, you guys are all standing there in silence. Biggle, you're holding uh, Nickel's pipe. And Judas just looks at you all and says, I'm so sorry. I thought I was helping. I, re- I, I really do. I, I was being as cordial. And- Listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you have literally sure. not helped at all. That's fair. So no, I can just see that. I can see please why would- just yeah. be quiet. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and just... No, 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 no. Like now. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. We'll talk about this later. Okay. A few moments pass and... The back door slams open and shut as this gnarled old gnome comes walking out. And he's holding in his hand a large marbled stone tankard. He throws it to you, Biggle. Is there a strength save on that? I try to catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. Give me a dex roll to see how well you... Jesus. Dude, fucking... I'm going to be very clear. I'm going to prioritize keeping the pipe safe. Okay. Go ahead and roll at disadvantage. Oh. <laughs> Why? What? That's a two. <laughs> you stand there with as he comes Actually, out the door. Actually, it's a one. I have a minus one. <laughs> I thought it was dex. Oh, dex? dex oh, yeah. a three. Sorry. Okay. We got all sorts Great. of numbers spouting out. Either one, way. two, and three. We're really throwing you through a curveball here, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. 
either way, he comes out and just tosses it to you, and you're just standing there holding his pipe, and it just just lands in the sodden earth at your feet. And I look at him. And then he walks up to you and takes the pipe out of your hand and gives you a nod. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, if you ever make it to Clifftide, be sure to stop by. He pulls a little pouch from his side. Give me a perception check. Okay, while I'm picking up the tankard off the ground, I'll... That's a six. Okay. It's just a bad yeah. day for me. <laughs> <laughs> he he pulls a little pouch from his from his side and pulls some tobacco out of it and starts, you know, just focused on that. While all this yelling's happening in the house behind him, he seems completely oblivious to it. Or at this point, it's just white noise for him. It's been happening so frequently. And he calmly packs the pipe and lights a match, lights the pipe, and takes a big drag and says, And I want to like bend down and extend out my arm. If Thank you, Nickelbacken. If you ever need assistance, please reach out to the goblet. He looks at you, gives you a nod, and then he kind of stares at you stares up at you and says, I don't like that hat. <laughs> Too big. Too white. <laughs> I'm glad we got more hey, uh, did, y'all, <laughs> did y'all notice that big-ass sword that she had up uh, earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Looked pretty crazy, right? Maybe we should uh, skedaddle on out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, be- I believe uh, it's what? time for us to go. Yeah. Uh, Alok, would you carry this for safekeeping? And I hand you the tankard. Yeah, sure. Um, I got it. I'll, I'll protect it with my life. <laughs> and maybe when we go get the harp, don't talk about signs. Like I said, I, I didn't see a sign, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and Alok, you take this, and it's a hefty marble tankard. And even though it had landed in the ground, it seems to have no soiling on it. How how big is its tankard? Like just to just to really paint that picture, it's about the size of a human head. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like it's it's what you would expect a dwarf would be happy about right. to put ale in. It's like their like torso. <laughs> There's no real runic carvings on it at all. It's just a v- very standard looking tankard, but carved out of an immaculate white marble. Will it fit in my pack? The whole thing is yes. uh, carved okay, out of marble. I'll put it in my pack. Yes. Wow. And Yon Yon, why don't why as is that funny? Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me an Arcana check? Oh, yeah. This be a 21. Yeah, this thing's magical, for sure. Do I pick up on any magic of any type of Orkhan? No, but you suspect it's probably fair to say that no one in your party is going to be able to attune to this thing. Uh, it's probably dwarf-specific. So, with marble tankard in hand and a contrite Judas silent amongst you you make your way away from the Kahava estate the tormented screams of Cryolus fading as you pass along the side of the manor and there's these covered little awnings extending from the side of the house where there's a bunch of stacked firewood and you can see the stump that she was chopping wood at 
and some bits of split wood laid around there. And as you walk past that, you can look out into the forest and see that there's a few stumps indicating trees that had recently been cut down. And you walk back toward the front of the manor in this big roundabout with this once extravagant, still extravagant, but um, in in the context of its setting, more somber uh, carving in the center of this roundabout. You pass by the carriage house and you hear a ninny from a horse that's inside. You go back to the pathway that leads back to the Woestone Road, which is the road you were traveling on. You head down the trail, back across this rickety wooden bridge that crosses over the creek, back through the archway with the aforementioned sign. And at this point, it is late afternoon, and you know that your next destination is the Woestone clan's fortress or whatever. You know that if you follow the Woestone way northward, parallel to the mountain range, you will eventually get there. At some point, I want, I want to ask uh, Jupus, what do you know about the Woestones? He says, I, 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 I'll be honest, I don't really know much. I know, I know do you they... think we're going into a similar situation as we did with the Cahavas? Well, hopefully they won't have a crazy old man I don't, I don't know them. I've never met them. And we have, we have the thing, so maybe if we just give them the thing, they'll give us the other thing. They'll give us the harp, you know? Do you really think it's about the harp and the tankard? I don't understand. What do you mean? Never mind. So you guys travel in relative silence for the next couple hours, and you know you're about a day away, and you eventually find a place along the road. And once again... This road is pretty rutted, and there are branches and stones and stuff. It looks like nobody's traveled down this road recently, at least. Why don't you guys all give me an insight check? Thirteen. I got sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. For a few of you, it dawns on you that if if this clan is is as good at carving stone and delivering their wares as they are, it, it seems odd that nobody has been on this road recently. But eventually the daylight wanes and you have to set up camp again. And you find a, not necessarily a clearing, but um, a flat enough area of ground with a, a minimal amount of brush to clear away where you can set up a camp for the evening. And it's not too far off the road. You start a fire. And everyone's sitting around, and it's getting close to the point of turning in. I would like you all to give me perception checks. It's a 20. 19. 4. 23. Natural 1. <laughs> Matthias, you're too busy meditating on the life of a tiger. Or being a predator. Yeah, no, this, this whole experience has been suboptimal for Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> It's dark, and the mountain air has brought in a sharp chill, even though it's still late summer. The cracking of the fire is kind of the only sound as, as no real conversation is happening and reflecting orange light in all of your eyes. Disturbing that cracking sound, you hear the sound of footsteps coming, yon yon. Um, and then very shortly after that, Biggle and Dodge, you also hear it. Something is coming toward 
your camp. How fast? Not a rush. What's how like how loud like distance maybe? It's very close. Can What's we the, see it? <clears throat> we're in, in like a dark? kind of lightly wooded area. Yes. I'm just gonna back away from the circle of the fire and hide among like the brush. Okay. Who's there? You call out and you hear a voice from the darkness say, "It's me." I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to come find y'all. It's just me. Andrika? That's right. Well, come on closer. The first thing that you see kind of shining from this orange firelight around your camp is the reflection off her chainmail. It kind of shines off of her mithril shirt that she has. And that shirt is underneath a hooded cloak that she's wearing. Uh, it's forest colored and she has her big sword strapped to her chest as well as um, a bow slung over her shoulder which you recognize as the same bow that you'd seen on the mantle uh, I would just say at, at this point like I'm like readying an action what action are you readying and what is the trigger for it uh, sleep and if like she tries to start attacking us okay like but I'm not I'm being very like casual about it okay <laughs> hey, I'm don't worry. Like, <laughs> everything's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I'm a wizard, so I'm not, yeah. you know. Just yeah. throwing a couple pillows around very casually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just take a little <laughs> nice soft landing yeah. in case. So Beagle, it's about lighting. It's not about pillows. Beagle's it's about lighting. totally the opposite. Like, he's not scared of her and very welcoming to the fire. Great. Uh, Dodge, are you trying to hide? Well, when I hear it's her, I just walk back in the circle. She comes up and walks into the circle of the fire. Can we get you something to eat? No, I, uh, and you see she's carrying something. I brought y'all a, a gift. And she pulls from her side, <laughs> throws it toward the fire, a wolf carcass. Statement yes. redacted. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, they've been getting real, real weird Nancy lately. And, uh, well, wolf meat ain't, it ain't good eating. I'm going to tell you right now, but... Uh, eating is eating. It's something. And she has a, a like a water pouch at her side, too. And she pulls that up and pulls the stopper out and takes a few drinks from it and, she, and then <sighs> wipes her face and she says, mind if I, mind if I sit for, for a spell? Please. That was a long day for me, as I'm sure it was for y'all, too. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. We're... We're sorry. We never intended to bring that type of confrontation to your home. I know. I know. Well, uh, I talked. I talked to Nickel, and he he told me y'all got what you needed. God bless Nickel. And I, I'm shocked that you can even understand a word that he says. But that's just <laughs> yeah, for me. I, he is, it's been a time. He is a bit of a mumbler, uh, but we, you know, we have we we've been around each other for a while. Wait, now. you guys couldn't understand him. <laughs> No, that was completely intelligible. Unintelligible. Unintelligible. <laughs> All right. I've been staring this fire for quite some time. I don't... Uh, whatever. Just do what you would need. <laughs> well, I'm given to understand y'all are heading to the, uh, to the Woestone clan. And they are dwarves, but they are amiable. I figured I'd give you a, a heads up. As you may or may not know, the woods have been not friendly lately. There have been the wolves, and I have seen 
sightings of orcs. Thank the mother, Orem. <laughs> I haven't seen an actual orc, but I haven't seen the Woestone wagons coming down the road in quite some time. What is quite some time? For a few weeks now. That's strange and puzzling That to is you? strange and puzzling to me, because they, they often are bringing their wares down to the main road. I just, I'm concerned that y'all are are heading into something else that you may may or may not know. And I... I, I mean, would you like to, to join us? Is... To, to, to your point, Dodge, Hanging Valley Hospitality done dictate that I I do my due diligence by y'all. And I got caught up in something, as you know. And so I just figure I'll tell you what I know. And she pulls out her sword. Whoa. Yeah. It's this diamond-like shimmer in the orange firelight. And she puts the tip of it in the soil and clears out a big flat area near the fire with the tip of her sword. So y'all coming up the road, and she starts using her sword to draw a map in the earth for you. I'm using my photographic memory here. Okay. And... She says, you're going to get to a point you both, brother. when you're right. She says, you're going to get to a point in the road where you're going to see West Lake ahead of you with the falls on the far side of the lake. And the road kind of stops and does a switchback right near Crownstone. Give me a history check. 24. Yeah, 21. Okay. Crownstone is a giant stone that looks like it's in the shape of a crown that exists along this road that is right near the edge of this lake, West Lake. And she says, when the road meets the stone, it does a little switchback and heads back up the mountain. And it's about a quarter mile up the mountain, and she's drawing with her sword. And at the end of that is their tower. It's their entrance tower because they built their estate into the side of the mountain. So they have their entrance tower rising up. There's a bridge that crosses a ravine and goes right into the face of the mountain. And the first room you're going to see, and she draws this big rectangle. First room you're going to see is their big main room. And off to the left of that, I know, is their dining hall. And just past that is a stairway that goes down to their vault or up to their living quarters. To the right, and she draws this big kind of circle next to it, is their quarry. And this way they get their good stuff. Crack. <laughs> the good stuff? I don't get it. They've been known to find veinstone there. Yon Yon and Biggle, you're the only two that know what veinstone is. How dare you assume that? That is you so presumptuous. So that is just so, so presumptuous. He oh, is management. Tell you us that. what vein stone it is, <laughs> yeah. Brett. Only us, though. Brett, oh, put your hands over your ears, dude. <laughs> You're not privy to this information. Um, you would, uh, Yon Yon and Biggle, you would know that vein stone is basically like marble, but the veins running through it radiate orum. They radiate oh. magical energy. Biggle, you especially would know, like, this is the most prime material that an artificer mm-hmm. could possibly come across. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is virtually invaluable. And they'd be making mugs out of this shit. 
Well, they didn't make a mug out of the vein stone. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Nevertheless, they they seem to have maybe found some there, and so she's drawn this essentially drawn this map on the ground for you. I tell this to Matthias and Elish, and then I whisper it to Dodge, but I don't tell Alok. <laughs> Keep your upper management in the dark. Classic. Yeah, dude. We can't <laughs> yeah. let you know. It's gonna put you guys against each other. I think That's it's middle, classic boss. It's middle management. Yeah, it's you're, middle uh, management. You say upper you don't management? Even know. You don't even know. No, no, it's, it's not middle. It's middle management. Dude. It's definitely yeah, middle no. management. You have the worst job ever. You're the sous chef of a restaurant. So she draws this map and says, "Yeah, I, that's it. I I just came to came to bring a peace offering and apologize. I y'all were." as respectful as you could be, uh, tiger form and sneaking around, notwithstanding, but I get it. And I, well, you know, been a long time since I've talked to anyone and she, she kind of stops and lose, like loses her train of thought as she stares into the fire. Then she looks at you, Yon Yon, and in common says, you ever feel like, you're living the same day over and over. And you start to wonder why. I don't know. And anyway, uh, life is a gift, I suppose. Or maybe it's a curse. I don't know. And I say in Elvish, it's definitely a curse. She slams her hands on her thighs, sheathes her sword, and stands up. Well, I should head back. I can't be gone too long, and it's, it took me a couple hours to find y'all, so I'm going to go as quick as I can. And I look, at, I kind of like hold my hand up in Elvish and say, if you're ever looking for a friend, please come and see us. I may, I may just do that. I may just do that. But, I, you know, I have obligations. So, so she disappears into the darkness with a, uh, be safe, y'all. Pack it in, pack it out. Yeah. So the next day comes, you all break down camp and kind of with this memory of what she's drawn for you, you have a sense of what you're walking into and you continue up the road and it is late morning when you can hear in the distance the crashing sound of a waterfall. And as you round a bend, you can see cascading off the mountains is this shimmering waterfall falling into this diamond-like lake that's catching the summer sun. Right at the end of the road is a huge stone mass that indeed looks like a crown that has fallen crooked-like into the earth with its points rising up like stone spires. And the road terminates there, and just past that crown is the lake. And the road terminates and does a little switch back and climbs up into the mountain. I would like you all to give me perception checks. I got a 20. Nine. Seven. I'm not your guy here. <laughs> Matthias, you were the first and only to notice. <laughs> Fuck your face. What are you <laughs> <laughs> that was my time <laughs> with the philosophical curiosity and confidence some figures milling around in the center of this crown like up in the middle of it 
like like in the stone in the crown stone. bowl yeah. thing as you all get closer they pop up into view and you see small big old sized humanoids that look like frogs. They look like little frog people. Wait, are we talking like Mario frog suit or like yes. full on frog? Like- Mario frog suit frog people. Right. <laughs> kind of. But they're kind standing. <laughs> it's like a, like a yeah. ghillie suit? Like, we're talking about Slippy Toad. Yeah, no. <gasps> just ghillie. <laughs> I assume like okay. just, just big, big ass frogs walking on two legs. Yes. And Slippy Toad. They have. Not as muscular. Tiny, yes, yeah, battle mini toads, battle but, toads. So but, tiny, but tiny if they were skinny arms. nerds like me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting. I think we're getting away from what I was truly asking. Yes. Is it a frog, or does it look like a person is wearing a frog? Oh, it is what? a frog. It is a frog. Person. No, no one thought that. <laughs> Nobody thought wearing that. a frog. I'm the one that saw it. Check no out one this frog that. I found. I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do you put it on? Mouth down, or do you step through the mouth <laughs> yeah. into yeah, the you leg? Step, step through, through. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, step through. Through. mouth yeah. needs to be on bones. top. Yeah. Step okay. through. Yeah, I mean. So uh, now that we've sufficiently undermined the drama of the <laughs> <laughs> these frog people emerge wielding spears, and one of them is riding on a giant, warted, <laughs> slimy-looking toad. Wait, the frog is Whoa. riding a frog? I, yes, my dude. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! So and I would imagine that this scene is happening and everyone is walking and I've just stopped. And Matthias is just standing looking just at this. In pure like, enjoyment. <laughs> I, be- I believe that uh, just, you should all take a second right now and just... Look Look at the crown. Do you, do you see anything that is out of the ordinary? Anything that is odd? Yeah, they, I mean, they've come into full view. Because, <laughs> because, and it is very clear to all of you, their intention is to not let you get any further. Oh, they're not chill? Why would they be chill, dude? <laughs> it's a frog riding another frog. Let's say a person came up to you riding another person. Would you be like, not chill? Right. I wonder how chill they are. Right. <laughs> you saw a person riding a bigger, uglier person. Yeah, yeah. just, just like, and, oh god. I was always under the dude, impression I'm that the terrified. toads were the smarter of the two, and that the frog was kind of like, I don't I mean, know. What matters is which one has sticky feet. Master or servant aside, they heft their spears. <laughs> Do you remember the frog and toad? <laughs> <laughs> they heft their spears with the intention of stopping you all in your tracks. And that's going to do it for this week. So, with the marble tankard finally in hand, our players are on their way to their next destination, Woestone Hall. And they even have a map drawn out by Andrika. But it's it's never that easy, is it? Uh, who are these? Who are these strange and hostile creatures that are barring the way? And is this just a coincidental encounter in the wilderness? 
or an ill omen promising a bloody road ahead. To find out, tune in next week for episode six of The Forgotten Bard. Thanks, everyone, for being with us this week. Uh, really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, leave us a review if the spirit moves you. And if you're enjoying the show and enjoying the story, tell your friends about us. Uh, that really helps us out, just spreading the word. Um, speaking of friends, want to say thank you to the band Beach Party for letting us use their song Carelessly Defined off their amazing album, Broken Machine. Uh, you can check them out at beachpartypdx.bandcamp.com or on Spotify, search for Beach Party. I also want to say thank you to Matt Marble for letting us use his song, Tomb Suba, off his album, Twilights. You can check his music out at mattmarble.net or on Spotify, just search for Matt Marble. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners, for every story and moment and meaningful creation you and your friends are putting out there in the world we love you for it don't stop keep it up and remember the right play is the fun play <laughs>